Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. How are you doing today? I am super excited. I am sitting in my office with my window open, which means it's actually cool enough to get a breeze, which is nice. And I don't want to kill myself because it's too hot. (laughs) So I love September and October. If you are new to me, you will not know this, but fall is my favorite time of year. It's 100% the time of year that I enjoy most. I love summer as well, but I love boots and scarves and getting cozy and sweatshirts and all things fall. So I'm very excited that it's beginning to cool down. Also excited that the light's beginning to change and get a bit warmer. And I love this time of year. So I am going to be talking today about stress reduction. And it's going to be the first part in a two-part series on this topic. And I don't know if you have been with me since then, but back in June on episode 58, I did, I talked all about stress management. Stress management 101 is the title of the episode. So if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen. I just feel like a lot of us are dealing with a considerable amount of stress and this may just be me. I know I have been experiencing a considerable amount of stress lately, and it's partly due to growth. As we put ourselves out there, as we try new things, as we stretch ourselves and we grow, stress can accompany that because we're trying something new and it's never comfortable to try something new. And it's always going to be just a little bit stressful whenever we do. So I just have a few practices that I try to keep in mind that I'm going to share with you. But before I do that, I just want to kind of recap why stress reduction is so important. The first reason is that it keeps burnout at bay. So back in episode 64, which is like five episodes ago, I talked about, or I introduced rather, a concept that I refer to as the burnout spiral. And stress is not good for burnout. It's the cause of burnout. Burnout is essentially the result of prolonged stress. So Stress reduction or stress management is really essential to ensuring that you don't burn out. And the concepts that I share in episode 58 on stress management are really going to be helpful in taking you a long way when it comes to interrupting that burnout spiral when it comes to staying free from burnout. Another reason why we want to keep stress at bay is because decisions made from calm and peace can be much more intentional they're much more deliberate, and they tend to be much more empowered. So my word of this year is ease. And the reason why it's ease is because I am such a type A person. I am such a high activator. I like to get things done. I like to get things off my plate, which can tend to lead me down this path of frantic energy and embracing the frantic side of myself. And so my word of the year is ease as a reminder to take a breath, take a beat, to make intentional choices, to make deliberate, to take deliberate action, and to take both of those from an empowered place. So intentionality also ensures that stress won't become habitual. So 
A lot of us experience stress just out of habit. We are so in the mode of go, go, go. We are so in the mode of this frantic energy that we make stress habitual. So this is why we need to pay attention to what's going on, why we need to slow down sometimes and make decisions from a place of calm and from an intentional place is so that we know that we are breaking that habit cycle of stress and frantic energy and hurry. I want us all to return to ourselves, which is kind of more or less what we're going to be talking about today. These four things that we're going to cover today are about returning to yourself, coming back into your body for a minute, reminding yourself that things are okay, slowing down and taking a beat, which I know for a lot of us, we struggle with, myself included. So the first strategy that will reduce stress and help you return to yourself are deep breaths. Deep breaths. I just want to take one right now. It's crazy. (laughs) I say deep breath and it just like automatically triggers taking a deep breath. (laughs) I was in therapy after I had my stroke and my therapist taught me this little trick of counting my breath. So counting up to seven as you breathe in, holding holding it at the top and slowly releasing, counting seven counts as you exhale. And what's so funny about this is that I typically do this exercise. I don't necessarily count anymore, but I definitely take deep deep breaths as I'm using the facilities. I know it sounds silly and probably pretty gross and maybe funny to some of you, but it's a way for me to return to myself because when I'm in work mode, my brain is going a million miles a minute and how we reset that and how we can actually reset our nervous system as a part of that is to take a step back, take a few deep breaths, and just kind of release the tension, release everything. And for whatever reason, when I'm in the water closet, <laughs> I just find it to be the it's the best the best time for me to do that. It's it's a returning to yourself. You can do this at your desk. Sometimes I will just sit back. Like most of the time I'm working, I'm sitting forward and my head is like down. Sometimes I just take a step back and sink into my chair and I'll just take a deep breath as a way to return to myself. And this will take you far in terms of resetting your nervous system, in terms of calming your nervous system down and kind of alleviating the stress, as well as returning to yourself, checking in, asking yourself how you're doing. Along the same lines of this is meditation. Studies have actually shown that long-term consistent meditation increases resiliency to stress. Now, when I say long-term consistent meditation, I don't mean for a long amount of time. I think like 10 to 15 minutes is all you need in a day in order to increase that resilience to stress. And it also calms a sympathetic nervous system. So I know a lot of us struggle with meditation because we are so in go mode all the time. And my best friend is so funny. She is all about the statistics. She's all about the natural. She doesn't, she doesn't do much woo. And to be fair, I don't do a ton of it either, but she does even less. <laughs> but she studied uh, international disaster relief psychology. I know that's a long phrase, but she's a therapist now. And so she, in her studies, learned that meditation, scientifically speaking, can have all of these benefits of calming the sympathetic nervous system, the long-term consistent meditation, incre- increasing your resilience to stress. She actually learned that in her studies 
at school. And so she struggles with meditation. And so her and I have talked some about like how she can incorporate more of it into her life. But if you need some tips and strategies for incorporating meditation into your life, my first strategy is to start small. Start with just five to seven minutes and just allow your brain to go crazy when you close your eyes. You're just going to allow for it. Like, I don't think that it's fair to expect the brain to shut off immediately. I don't think that it's fair, especially as you're incorporating a new meditation practice to allow, to, uh, to judge yourself for your inability to close off your brain. I ultimately don't think that's the purpose of meditation. I think meditation is, is there so we can just release things. So I like to picture myself in a river And I know like what's so funny about meditation is people are like, aren't you supposed to try and clear your brain and just focus on your breath? I don't do well focusing on my breath and meditation. Like it does not return me to myself at all. It just feels really weird. So I like to have a word in my mind and I like to visualize and my word is love. So as my mind starts to wander, I'll just bring it back. I'll say, nope, I'll bring it back. I'll think of my word and I'll take a breath and then I will recenter myself and try start again. And I like to envision my thoughts falling off of myself and going down river. And I think a lot of us fear that we won't remember the thoughts that we need to remember. Like something will come up and we're like, oh shoot, I need to remember that. But I actually release it down river. And what may seem weird to some of you is that I actually picture Jesus standing there and he picks up the things I need to remember and he'll remind me of them later. And I release the rest and it just kind of flows down the river as a way to let go of all the things. We carry so much in our brains that this is a great way to kind of reset that and to let go. So whatever you need to do to like be still and be in silence and I know for a lot of us, a lot of us, this is going to be a challenge because we are so hooked up all the time. But if you can only do this for 10 to 20 minutes a day, it will really serve you at increasing that resilience to stress. The next thing that we can do to return to ourselves and to reduce stress is physical activity. So physical activity does a couple things. First of all, it boosts endorphins. When you get the blood pumping, it boosts endorphins and endorphins are the feel good hormones. So that feel good hormones increases your overall sense of well-being. So as much as you can get out and move, get out and walk. I like yoga. I also like yoga because it feels like meditation and physical activity. Like I'm actually meditating in a meditative state as I go through the poses and as I challenge my body and as I notice different sensations in my body. Um, But physical activity is a great way to return to yourself. It's a great way to invest time in yourself. It's a great way to reduce stress. And then the last and final strategy I'm going to share with you all today is going to be out of the ordinary for most of us when it comes to stress reduction, because we've not considered this as a stress reduction tactic. And that is effective and intentional time management. Creating systems that think for you and work for you are as imperative to your self-care as they are to your productivity. Think about how you manage your time. How can you consolidate and combine things? How can you create systems that will serve you and reduce stress? How can you create a system for task tracking that will keep all the balls held in one place so that you aren't having to juggle them always in your brain? So really consider 
effective time management as a stress reduction strategy and as a stress reduction tactic, especially when it comes to our self-care and when it comes to our work. Both worlds benefit. Both things can take something away from effective intent and intentional time management. I have to tell you, the best gift I've ever gave myself was improving how I view time, was improving how I manage time, was improving how I manage myself around my time, and really getting strategic around my time management also served to reduce my stress. So I know you weren't expecting that. That's my oddball one in the middle of these other deep breath meditation, physical activity, (laughs) stress reduction strategies, but effective and intentional time management will go a long way in stress reduction because you aren't having to manage all the things in your brain all the time. You actually have a process by which you manage all your tasks. You actually have a process by which you manage all the requests. You actually have a process by which you manage all your emails and incoming requests and all the things. And last but not least, closing out of all your apps will go a long way in stress reduction because it will promote focus. This kind of goes, falls under the effective time management piece. If you can close out of all the apps, if you can close out of all the email, if only for just 20 minutes to give yourself that gift of focus, it will go a long way in reducing your overall stress. So this is stress reduction part one. I'm going to do stress reduction part two in the next episode, but I just wanted to give you guys some good boots on the ground strategies to manage your stress a little bit better, to manage it a little bit more effectively and to really bring you back to yourself. Absolutely 100% go back and listen to episode 58 where I talked about managing yourself and dealing with those underlying beliefs that are keeping you stuck in stress and overwhelm because that is that episode is really impactful with regards to those things. And then tune in next week where I'll talk about stress reduction again for you all. Okay, guys, that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at annie at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call. 